there's only one good thing about coming to these races, and that is the vibrations from the cars. Oh, I love this car. Amigos, welcome to Jacanery. I'm here as always with my F1 Sherpa, share for the internet, Andrew Zeke Gutu. Zeke, what a weekend. An incredible drive by Lewis. Just a total goat weekend for Lewis. Uh, mm -hmm. He built up a lot of anger based on the um, the DSQ that happened. Uh, Still, he rises. Still he rises. <laughs> Still he rises. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Today, Zeke and I are also talk about just uh, more about the incredible drive that Lewis gave. Uh, Red Bull strategy decisions, the cat and mouse game between them and Mercedes, um, Max and Lewis's wheel-to-wheel -wheel battle, Pierre Gasly driving a hell of a race, Zeke and I are yeah. disagreeing about Checo's race, whether or not it was good or bad, the Carlando sandwich in lap one. Um, but Zeke, to start it off, just talk a little bit about Lewis's weekend from your perspective and uh, and what you thought. Well, there were, there were about like 25 great storylines. Uh, you know, that happened here this weekend at Interlagos, but there was seriously only one as compelling as, as Lewis's entire weekend. Uh, going from the, the DSQ with the uh, the cheeky rear wing that they had that opened up a yeah. little bit more than uh, regulation allowed. Yeah, a million little pieces, and the scrutineer happened to miss that one uh, back at the factory, so he's probably shit-canned. But uh, unless it was purposeful, who knows? I doubt I that. I don't know. But, uh, you know what I, Zeke, you know what I heard was that, that there they do the te they do the the rear wing test on the DRS like before the race and after the race mm -hmm. so something during the race caused it to yeah that's why they yeah, were, i mean but like, there's also been acts of being super but but there's also been f1 cars that have done stuff that you know midway through the race you know uh, when oil will leak out at a certain place so that the car you know gets more uh combustion you know there's okay. there's cheeky shit you can do i'm not saying that that merc well, you know no what in here i'm talking about so yes. yeah go ahead the, who, nobody does we're all a bunch <laughs> of assholes just speculating on these like you know billion dollar companies who you know are engineering geniuses um but you know, suffice to say, uh, with with that uh, that five uh, five place engine penalty that he took before even getting DSQ'd, then uh, then to get that disqualification was was huge. I mean, you know, there were people on the internet and you know in Reddit and Twitter saying, "Oh, the championship's done. The FIA is uh, crooked." Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you saw from sprint qualifying all the he way through the race that, that Lewis is yeah he was a man possessed and he was not going to be stopped and this was this is like a signature race in his career that you know uh you know 10 years from now some idiot on YouTube is going to put together a compilation and this will be like top three moment you know absolutely I depending mean, on what happens at the end of the year also but still like what what a, what a drive from Lewis what a weekend from Lewis and way to overcome you know and and especially with Toto, who Toto tried to become the villain out there to kind of just deflect <laughs> yeah. from from Lewis. He you know, he, he P.T. Barnum, you know, greatest showman type shit, you know, screaming at everybody. And, the, oh, but but it's all decided on the track, you know, like, and he but said that. He you also know, so, say, great drive, Lewis. Fuck them all. Yeah. Did you did you see his reaction? <laughs> did you see his reaction yes. when when Lewis passed him? I was just like, fuck you, FIA. Yeah, you talking about when they, when they rolled the camera over, like, office style? Oh, yeah. So, like, he was like Michael Scott, like, office style or, like, Jim. And yeah, he gave the like, he gave the you. the he gave the Urban Meyer finger. No, I literally guns. put that on the Instagram like the second it happened. Yeah, he gave the Urban Meyer finger guns, you know. 
<laughs> you don't but want yeah, Empire's I mean, fingers anywhere near you. Yeah, but I mean, also that's you know that's that's the charm of Toto. He obviously was trying to take some of the heat off Lewis because at the end of the day, it's not Lewis's fault that yeah, there was you know no, an extra I mean, milli- millimeter of that. Yeah. And even even with that, if that gained them an advantage, it was like a millionth of a second. You know, like the way he was driving, it didn't matter. He was he was gonna come out in first. Uh, seemingly from from the get go. Once I once I saw his sprint qualifying, I saw how pissed yeah. he was, and like a pissed Lewis is always scary, you know. Like that's what I was about to bring. I was about to say, and I wanted to know if you had this thought. Was like, it's like if nothing really goes wrong from an out, like like if it's not the fault of someone outside of Mercedes team, he really gets internal. Like he goes, he mm-hmm. then gets mad internally. But whenever the FIA became the bad guys, he just yeah. like re-energizes and like focuses on like fuck those guys like he needs an enemy at all times yeah absolutely uh i mean it motivates him it's the the still i rises of lewis you know he uh he absolutely feeds off that kind of negativity Mm -hmm. because it's kind of fueled him his whole career you know because you know just a rarity of having yeah having a black driver in f1 and like you know you have the old timers who are just bigots and assholes you know mm-hmm. so he's you know like i remember an interview and from like 2007 it's like oh there's rap music blaring in the uh <laughs> in, in the in the pit lane yeah it's like fuck off dude like come on man these guys are all mechanics engineers they're hype they gotta work all day <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah music gets you hype homie yeah that's <laughs> fucking bullshit angelo yeah, he's been dealing angelo with would have like totally clothesline those people uh in this day and age <laughs> exactly he didn't now they don't get near her yeah they social distance from her like before the virus <laughs> um so <laughs> let's talk about the race i think that for it was exciting for me for i guess the first three laps there seemed to be a lot of overtakes lewis passed four people in one lap <laughs> or five yeah. people in one lap i mean it was incredible it was like, exactly like the sprint he basically took off and was like <laughs> just like yeah. rolling past people yeah, really, you know, rolling past actually like the midfield too. Yeah, you know, it was it wasn't like from the back during sprint for qualifying where just Mazepin was just like a, an orange cone that it could just go around. Uh, <laughs> this was this was against you know faster midfield cars. Obviously, he with that that engine penalty that he took, he did have the new ICU or uh, uh, ICE, yeah, the internal combustion engine. So he, you know, he's he's got some extra horsepower. There's less wear on that that part, but. Like I said, it didn't matter. Lewis was just, you know, he was a man possessed. He was, he was hell bent on, you know, securing the win. You know, it wasn't even like I'm going to finish P2. He he went for the win the entire race. Oh, absolutely. You could see that. Yeah, those first four turns, he was just, he was a madman. It was awesome. On lap on lap nine, um, Sky Sports contributor, paid contributor Christian Horner commented that <laughs> Hamilton is ominous out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could you could actually were hear very it. nervous. Yeah, you could hear it in, in Christian's voice and the way he looked. They yeah. the simulations were showing that at, at his pace. And and I mean, it's not like Lewis ever really faltered during the race. There was a couple laps here or there that he was probably saving the tires and, and you know, recharging the battery. But yeah, you could tell he was he was on a mission, man. Like and, and Horner knew it. They knew by the simulations they're like, fuck, we're going to get closed on. And that's, what you know, that kind of leads into uh, uh, Max and Lewis getting angry with their pit wall, with their decisions, that little cat and mouse back and forth. Uh, Max was pissed that that uh, Lewis undercut him mm-hmm. and, you know, gained a little time advantage there. And, you know, Max had a little cheeky comment on the radio, like, don't let me get undercut because it put him right in his slipstream. Now, let me let me ask this. And I've been confused about undercuts. Is it can you can you explain undercuts just briefly if you don't? Because I, I think that maybe some listeners that are new American fans might not also know what that means. I mean, I know it involves a pit lane exit. 
right? Yeah, it's it's also it's pitting before the guy that's ahead of you. Oh, so okay. you're trying. It's basically you trying to get track position on him. Certain yeah, tracks, okay. especially short tracks like Interlagos, you know, uh, cars can get bunched up, and you know, it's easier. It's a it's a shorter pit lane, so you can actually get through quicker. So sometimes the undercut is more powerful. Sometimes it's more powerful to go longer on your tires. The other thing is is that. Because it's such a short track with a lot of turns, the tires heat up fast. So if you on mm -hmm. your outlap as you come out, you can get those tires up to temperature pretty quickly. So you can start be put. You can put in like race race type uh, times ah, okay. on your laps. So it's it's just like there's certain tracks that are, you know, uh, overcuts. There's this is an undercut track. It, I don't think it was super powerful here today. I mm -hmm. think it was a little. I think it was the right call. I mean, I think uh, you know, even though um, Max undercut Lewis on that second stint. I think it didn't. And he matter. also got Nicholas Latifi was in front of him. Yeah, he I got blocked out of the pit lane. Serious time. Yeah. It was just bad luck. Serious bad luck. I don't know yeah, if that really it, cost him the race, it but it definitely it cost didn't, him time. It didn't. And then he lost out on the DRS to Kimmy when Kimmy went in the pit lane. But he mm -hmm. did get yeah, right. DRS from. Oh, I can't remember. Might have been a McLaren. He got DRS. It wasn't Mick Schumacher. Oh no, maybe it was Lando because. Yeah, I think uh, I think it might have been Ricardo was DNF. Yes, we're recording this. Yeah, we're recording this immediately after the race. Our so, are yeah, fresh. So, so we're 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 still we're still piecing together. You might together well, you in actually our brains. might find that we're more accurate this time than ever before. Yeah, I know. Even though, like most of our lies, <laughs> just get us right away because yeah, you the time lingers. Things change in our brains. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait. So I want to talk a little bit. I, I, I was. Let's talk a little bit about the lap one because there was this really funny, um, uh, Carlando sandwich that happened, and it was so funny. Like everybody talks about the bromance of uh of Carlos Sainz and um and uh, Lando Norris, but what's hilarious is um, it really is real even on the track because <laughs> Carlos Sainz on the radio is like. I didn't have any room. I had to go. I had to go the way yeah. I had to go. Like I, I was, could do nothing. You, you, I could, do you nothing. could almost tell you wanted to be like, tell Lando, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it was also, um, I think they go harder at each other because they're so brotherly. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I grew up with a brother. So when we were younger, it was always that, you know, the spirited yeah. co competitiveness between the two of us. So I think uh, like, and it was, it was on Lando that he got the puncture uh he did yeah. he, he had a great move carlos had a terrible start lando went on that dirty outside part of the track mm -hmm. uh he got squeezed a little bit but i thought it was a fair you know a fair squeeze uh but then he thought he racing actually, incident dude for sure it looked yeah like totally totally like that you know and it's also just squeezing like that is totally allowable you know he i mean he didn't put him in the wall he, he still had plenty of space to maneuver out there so yeah um it was um it was definitely uh, Lando, you know, overthinking it or thinking that he had cleared Carlos and then cutting across, screwed his entire race because he actually did have a pretty good sprint qualifying yesterday. And uh, it, it sucks that he had, I think he finished P9 or P10 Lando or Carlos. P10, uh, uh, Lando, I think he's oh, P10. If he finished P10, Point. that's amazing because he got back. He was back yeah. for a while. And I mean, and they retired Danny's car, which yeah. the other thing is that I, 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 I was like, when is Danny going to take an engine penalty? And looks like he just took it today during the race, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, that was a real disaster. I think, and yeah, like, McLaren's like, saving money like, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because they're, they're... Or Brundle, sorry, either Crofty or Brundle were basically like, oh, Danny, Danny Ricardo's engine went down. Does that mean the Mercedes is going to go down? 
it's like yeah. no i think they have different quality engines yeah, yeah and the same engine but they are you know but also it's like valtteri and lewis are on their like fifth and sixth and right. i think you know mclaren's probably on their fourth or fifth it's Obviously, I think McLaren's starting to do uh, some damage control now with spe- with spending because I think Ferrari's got this thing in hand. It seems like it. I mean, they yeah. drove really well today. They were, I, I can't remember if they finished, what, 5-6? P5, P6 for yeah, Ferrari? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they yeah. were like back-to-back, mm-hmm. I know. There was a point where which Sainz Sainz was was in front. He, he passed Leclerc, and then I don't know, remember what happened, but Leclerc got back in front. And I don't yeah, think I'd... he was, le- I don't think he was like made to, let him pass. I think he just actually passed him. Yeah, you and I have not been able to do a race debrief really. So like all those those uh midfield battles that we missed. Like I I also I missed how Schumacher got behind Mazepin somehow. I wonder if that was team orders because there was a point where Mazepin was about two minutes or a minute and a half behind uh, Schumacher when I took a look towards mm-hmm. the end of the race, and then I was like, then then Schumacher finished behind him. So I, I oh, bet. Oh, well, they... there was a, Schumacher had a. Uh, oh, he had the wing. He had a, he had a the wing front problem. wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. it basically, I think it burned up his bottom side. And it was, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. Real bad. Yeah, the floor um, got fucked up. Oh, yeah, there you go. Now I remember. See, yeah, the funniest thing is, was like when Mazepin, our Mazepin was in like 14th for probably like 20, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, I can't wait to watch this. This I can't wait to watch the Maz slide back to where it used to always be. Well, the <laughs> and rest where of the, it will remain. The rest of the field was pretty bunched up because you know, obviously, short track, and uh, it was like a minute total behind the leader at some point. And then I looked, mm-hmm. Mazepin was plus one minute after that. You know, on the intervals. God. So I was just like, this fucking kid. Come on, guys. Come on. This is just is just embarrassing. It's not going to get any better. We all know it. But you know, he's got daddy's cat. Now that wait, now that we're now that we're on Mazepin, I think we could talk about the story from earlier in the week when he missed Q two for like the billionth time in a row, and um, he started like crying on the BBC interview or the Sky Sports interview because he was like upset that he like could. He's like, I really. He apparently did not do a sim race. Only watched like an hour of YouTube like hot laps on, on you know uh-huh. of the track and so he's already bad enough he's in the shittiest car and he's like yeah i'm not gonna do a sim race i'm just gonna like get out there and watch some video in, in fairness haas's sim race is like matchbox cars you know and like on a track so <laughs> like original nintendo yeah exactly well uh, whoa hey that's a little out of their budget buddy <laughs> They're literally they're just like oh you gotta cut the apex right here where the pebble scratches on the track yeah they don't you know it's, it's embarrassing. At least their gears are are visible on the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, unlike uh, unlike like, Williams. Uh, the Williams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Mazepin breaks down, and I mean, I was just—I don't know if you saw this. The, I didn't the, see the, it. The I didn't reaction, see reaction, but it was hilarious. It was like no one feels sorry for you, dude. You suck. Yeah. Like no, if I mean, you're upset, you're just upset at how bad you suck. Yeah, and then the uh, the funny footage of the post Mexico party from the weekend. <laughs> Um, they kicked. actually brought that up on the broadcast. I think the sprint broadcast. Yeah. Well, the, it was st- last year when he did the uh, the uh, the little rapey gropey thing mm-hmm. on Instagram. They brought that up on the broadcast, and I was like, "You guys are the wrong fucking people to be talking about sexual assault." You know, like in the middle of a race, like the great like, girls. Just, I, the yeah. great girls have been put away. They forgot about how they used to. Yeah. Be. Like I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up the story. Good. Get that out there. Let it be known. But like, we don't need your commentary on it. We don't like the 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 telemetry data. We don't. We don't need your breaks. <laughs> Down of his hand extending to the back of the cab. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta watch that. Highlight. That sounds it's, hilarious. It's just, was it was David so Croft doing it? Yeah, I think I, this was last season, so it was like Crofty and might have been Paul DeResta or somebody. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was it was just terrible. It was completely unnecessary. And I was like, guys, just stop talking about it. You know, it was like when Brundle did ask Megan Thee Stallion, he's like, you got a freestyle rap for us, huh? <laughs> I was like, oh, cringe. You're making me cringe, guys. It was Dude, bad. For was sure. Bad. That was bad. I did particularly like the memes this week of like, well, it was uh, this week and the previous week in Mexico was like everybody was associating. Uh, you made a joke about him being Bieber like, but then when someone posted the uh, Draco Malfoy, yeah, Draco is, Malfoy. Yeah. Oh my god! Then when he when you put those two guys next to each other, it, visually, it's like, oh, that's who he was. The the bodyguard is Draco Malfoy. It was trashy Bieber. Trashy Bieber. It was, it, was Bieber, it was like Bieber yeah, was, and, and his gas Jesse station Carter attendant. Baby. It, was, it was Bieber during his gas station attendant phase where he just, you know, <laughs> just looked Is terrible. He, I think he's still in that phase. I don't know. I think he's. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, probably. Was I mean, maybe, was was that him? <laughs> very welcome. Very welcome. <laughs> in. Um, so I want to go back to Max and Lewis briefly because we were talking about that. Yeah. We wanted to get some of the midfield discussion in. But yeah. I mean, some of the best wheel-to-wheel action we've seen this year for a while. I know, you know, there was a there was a turn four dust up where um, where Lewis had to go wide, and <laughs> yeah. there were some conversations between uh, conversations between Michael Massey and uh, I can't remember who's a Red Bulls strategist, Chief Jonathan Bulls? Jonathan Wheatley. That's right. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your take on what happened in turn four. I think it was lap forty eight. So, so Michael, there. this is this is exactly what we were talking about. This is racing. Just let them race. Yes, yes, Jonathan. Yes, yes, yes. Now we understand. That's why it's just been noted. There's just, no investigation currently. We're just giving it a look. Yeah, I love. I love. Massey has to use the soft, like parent voice, like the teacher voice. You know, he with really. All these... He has that daycare voice, dude. He does, but he kind of needs it because everybody's too riled up when they but call him. Did you see he's that camera? Everybody in like eighth gear already. Did you see that shot when they cut to Massey and he's looking at like forty-five screens at once? No, I didn't see it. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! He looked like he's tweaking on something. I was just like sitting there. He's <laughs> looking at. Oh my! It was it was just like Lucius, uh, or what is his name, Lucius Fox from Batman. He's just got five hundred screens in front of him. He's looking at telemetry data, and he's just like Jesus freaking Christ. out. Dude, he's, he's on Adderall or something. Ma- Massey on meth is going to be an episode <laughs> title at some point in the next few years. Oh yeah. If if he if he makes a decision or if he does he refer decisions to the stewards or what? Well, the yeah the stewards handle it, and you know mm-hmm. he's just the race director. There's different stewards for every race, so they're the ones that handle it. And then of course the FIA has their input in, in, into what the the ruling or judgment should be. So and see, they have I, they have all that data. You know, I saw a lot of um, uh, amateur uh, F1. Um, lawyers out there who are going uh-huh. through the rules and i thought to scrutineers. myself i'm actually a lawyer like scrut- i need to start reading yeah. these fucking rules man yeah the scrutineers the, the uh, scrutineers yeah yeah, yeah. monday <laughs> morning it. scrutineers some of them <laughs> were pretty impressive with their interpretations of the uh of the code absolutely i mean dude you you like i within you know after you know the whole debacle with the rear wing i mm-hmm. there was like people just fishing out all these rules from the rule book it's like section three article 14 dash <laughs> two and i'm like holy shit like you got like this was like 10 minutes after something happened i'm like you fucking assholes how do you know the entire fias unless it's like it's, red bull. it's, it's red they, no it's red bull and merc plants being like here's a problem you know they're just like sitting there i don't you know trying to change. Is, though. here's what here's my theory is because it, it, it used to be the same thing like when the trump administration like would fuck something up and then people would be like wait this is a violation of law and it basically what are you gonna do about it yeah no someone like (laughs) looked up something like 
two days before and they just like happened to look up the thing that happened and they like then rushed to the internet to tell everybody that they know about it and then they yeah. look like a fucking genius and yeah. so that's what i think was happening with the uh with the f1 attorney squad or the scrutineers i think they were i think there were a few people that had just kind of briefly glanced at the rule book and they happened to catch the the rule that really mattered yeah f1 twitter is usually pretty fucking toxic so uh it's nice when it when we get a break and it's actually like you know like the scrutineers the the armchair scrutineers come out there and i i think that probably a lot of the fia was like you know you know they 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 got called out necessarily or basically when max did touch it they're like fuck you know we got to find this guy 50 grand is i think a bit high for that but still nonetheless uh 50,000 50, euros yeah 50,000 dollars so what's like 65 grand yeah US. i mean yeah you know it's it's he you know that's that's a pretty penny you know like aaron Rodgers got fined fourteen thousand dollars for his covid lies so, so i mean yeah, like well we have, you put we that have in some fucking nazis running the nfl so exactly well another nazi reference uh, i think that's eh, that's five episodes in a row we're gonna start <laughs> i'm gonna start getting merit badges yeah exactly exactly oh but my yeah, god you no. got your swastika married badge. oh yo <laughs> no i don't think i want no, that I want one sir. That. no i want that one those are just jokes <laughs> uh, I, I start getting weird emails <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah they'll come in i mean zeke although people would need to be listening for that to happen <laughs> yeah i know the the dozens of you there's literally dozens. I, there of actually us. are dozens, and we really appreciate it. Like, we if you're we do right really. Now, I'm pretty psyched you. up about the fact that you're like taking time out of your day to listen to us just idiots rant about it. And I have to say, Fuck Zeke, it. I think this is true of both of us. Like, we don't get paid for this, but we actually do put in a lot of time. Yeah, it's surprisingly. Uh, I mean, but you know, you get that. You get those. You get this comment from podcasters and content creators a lot. It's like, you know, guys, we actually do put a lot of work. We do put a lot of work <laughs> in this because we do care about this, and we want it to be. I think not the best F1 podcast. There's other ones that are probably better than us, but I think the, I haven't uh, heard the most entertaining, the most entertaining <laughs> and fun podcast for y'all to listen to because those fucking, the, you know, we just, we just want to make sure that, uh, that we're, we're, you're having a laugh. Yeah. You're having sure. a laugh. And no shit, by the way. I just want to say like a shout out to the purple sector and, uh, yeah. the, the no track limits podcast, because those guys have been super helpful. Like I always reach out to them and, and and I try to like retweet their stuff and like I listen to all their episodes and they're great. Yeah. They're just like they're very different than us, you know. I mean, we're yes. we're totally fucking around here. These guys, are yeah, like we're serious. just idiots. These guys yeah. are serious strategists. I mean, yeah, we're, I listen we're to their podcast to just kind of like get a get the vibe of the strategy. You know, you just be coming here like you know it's Tuesday and you just want to laugh. Exactly. This is a this is a release. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so getting back to the track, I want to, I want to touch on Pierre Gasly's race. He had another strong race. I, I, if I remember correctly, he pitted pretty early. Yes, uh, he did. For his second stop. And he just. Lap 26. The, oh yeah. 26. And he went to the hards. And then I he, remember, he I remember rolling. that number because you texted me. Ah, I did. I did. It was the mm -hmm. first time, dude, I've ever gotten like a prediction. And I was like, I think Gasly's going to take some people out. Yeah, it was also a nice. Uh, it was a barometer for all the other teams to see how the hards were were uh, working because mm -hmm. not many teams ran the hards during uh, the weekend because uh, sprint qualifying just changes the whole fucking tire strategy for the entire weekend. So uh, mm -hmm. it's free. It's like free tire choice the entire weekend. So um, a lot of teams were using his data, and everybody went to the hards, which is actually kind of funny because you know Lewis. 
It's like when Bono was like, oh, what, what tires would you prefer to go on? And Lewis was like, I'm going to send it through the steering wheel, mate. And he did a coded message, you know. And I, heard, obviously, yeah, I heard that. And obviously Lewis said, give me the mediums, which was a terrible decision by Lewis's part because right. the car, the tires were, were degrading so fast. So, uh, you know, with eventually, the heat. I didn't hear this, but somebody, it was like Ted Kravitz or somebody was like, Lewis got on the radio and said, yeah, I was wrong. Like we did not need to go to the mediums. Like two yeah. laps after his last pit. Yeah, which and I mean it kind of shows you Lewis is wrong about it. Which tires he should go to ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always shits on the the pit wall. But they, I mean, obviously they they didn't listen to him. And you know he came out and he was a little incensed. Uh, you know, said, oh, this is you guys didn't get my code right. You didn't get up down left right A B A B select start mate. And, uh, and they were like, no, we did. It was the yeah. wrong decision, and we yeah, made yeah. another one. Yeah, we didn't contra code you, buddy. So, uh, yeah, he enjoy got your fucking first enjoy your hearts. Enjoy, your, yeah. yeah, we put your heart on. And uh, so, I mean, obviously, you saw his pace coming out of there, it was absolutely ridiculous, <sighs> like unbelievable. Like, well, what I mean, seriously, like, you know, not like I'm not the, the biggest Lewis fan, but I recognize greatness, and that was uh. That was greatness personified, you know, I mean, one of Max the best races. Been, Max had been beating him. I was watching the lap times on the F1 TV Pro uh, app, and it's funny, like, Max was consistently beating him in the second sector for most of the race, and then yeah. after that second the technical pit, Lewis section, was, like, yeah. taking – Lewis was still – Lewis was gaining on him and then taking that middle sector, like, maybe three or four times in a row before that pass happened and whatever lap that was. Was that 62 or – around there yeah yeah 60 ish yeah it was in the 60 ish range uh it was like like i said you know the red bull like is is much better through technical sections and things like that than than mercedes typically mm-hmm. and uh like that that's what i'm saying it's like lewis overdrove the car even though the car is unbelievable and it's an amazing mm-hmm. car he took it to another level i mean you can you can tell just by what uh what valtteri did you know uh yeah. it it was it was it was such an insane drive on his part and and i don't know i i'm I, like seriously kind of in shock at, at how well lewis lewis really performed this weekend especially after people were like no the championships is done it's done yeah this disqualification blah blah favoritism you know and lewis had a little comment outside of that you know where he said when when toto uh, toto told him not toto excuse me bono told him yeah uh, they wouldn't be investigating it. And he's like, oh, of course they are. Of course, aren't. mate. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course yeah. Not. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, me, me against the world. <laughs> against the world. But you know what, dude? I, I Like, if you're driving 200 miles per hour taking these fucking turns, you'd think everybody's against you, too. No, <laughs> so, no shit. No, no, no. I didn't. I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah, I love it. Great. I like when they whine like this. You know, I think like a lot that. of F1's, F1 fans don't understand to take it contextually. Like, you're sitting there in a, in a death box going speeds that you've already humans... lost seven pounds of water weight yeah you shouldn't be <laughs> the going these speeds. yeah you should you should like you should on you should give people a little leeway with what they say in those positions i'd love to see you in that position it'd just be fucking screaming and shitting yourself oh i'd be ahead <laughs> of mazepin though um i'm <laughs> yeah, sure <exactly>. of it <laughs> yeah, i'm sure i really want to get a sim rig just so i can prove that i'm better than mazepin in in, in some of these races um uh, so let's get to the driver standings i and I think this has been updated. Tell, you'll probably know if, if it hasn't been, but I have Verstappen at 332.5 and Lewis at 318.5. He was 14. He was 14 when I, when the race ended after uh, Checo stole that lap. 
um what is it i'm not sure but i i know uh 15 no net 14 hold on a i mean second. they had Sorry. to have updated it by yeah now. it's 14 it's 14 points so it's 14 going in qatar i think it's mm-hmm. cutter i think that's actually how you pronounce it it's but um qatar. 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 yeah um so 14 is you know completely doable there's no more sprint races we have to worry about for the rest of the season which is which is great with me i could give yeah. two shits about sprint races even though interlagos was probably the best sprint race of the season mm-hmm. it's still useless to me i i don't i don't see the point of it it doesn't really add to the weekend i think uh just standard qualifying is much more exciting than the, me too. the actual race me too i don't I, no. I i think i tweeted this out on our official account but i was basically like the only thing i like about the sprint race is that there's a race today like when when it happens yeah. i'm excited about it because i'm like hey it's a race <laughs> instead of yeah. like just regular qualifying which is still it, fun but it's just i don't it's just think milking it really the cow. provides anything to the weekend yeah. i think it's kind of it's it, milking it, the cow so that yeah, you can bring more fans in to say there's points on the line there's points on the line you know so it, it's it's just a little tactic by uh f1 and the fia to uh, to think? get some I mean, more do you money think in 2022 the sprint race format is going to come back or you think it's a dead animal it seems like it's pretty uh split between people that are i think they're bringing f1. it back i think okay. they're going to bring it back with some adjustments I, I i forget off the top of my head i'm sure we'll do like a season end year rev- or season uh end review Mm-hmm. uh but we're definitely gonna do a just, winter testing episode so yeah but also just like something to go over what what some of the planned uh changes to f1 are um i think there was there was something along the lines of uh positions and this and that i i don't know off the top of my head so i don't want to speak to it but uh i th- they're definitely going to bring it back because they literally they can charge race race ish prices you know to the uh to the crowd to go see ah uh, okay yeah i didn't even think about the the attendance factor yeah, and I mean it was it was a great sprint race, but it added nothing to the weekend, you know, in my mind. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe the situation is like honestly, the points that are available in it are pretty negligible. Yeah, three for, points. For, like for risking, like it's not like qualifying. Like, of course, in qualifying, you can still have some collisions that happen, or you can have some freak things that happen because of traffic out there. But like the sprint is race; it is the maximum amount of traffic that mm-hmm. you can have. There's so many more things that can go wrong, and I don't think the value of winning it is enough to to make the risk worth it. Yeah, and it is a huge risk. You know, what happens yeah. if somebody crashes? You know, what happens like, you know, you you're a full you're, rebuild. Yeah, you're out of the you're out of a third practice session where you kind of dial your car in and then you you know, you you're you're sitting there the mechanics are overworked trying to get the car ready for uh for the race itself, you know, so it's it's silly. I'm not yeah. a big fan. All right. Well, I want to move into our point of disagreement that we previewed earlier. But basically, I I thought that check and again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I am not a knowledgeable F one fan at all. So I uh, every week we tend to kind of run into one of these situations in which I say something and Zeke's like, no, no, that's not true. Um, and that situation this week is basically that I thought Checo had a pretty good race, and mm-hmm. I I just think that both the Mercedes were just faster this week, and I thought that Checo stayed with the, the he tried to get uh this was kind of funny i don't know if you remember this earlier in the race he was like can, can you get max to slow down and give me DRS? No, like, yeah yeah <laughs> and they yeah. were like he's not gonna do that mate yeah um, if, if you were faster we absolutely would fucking yeah, do it, yeah, but yeah. you're not well that, i mean <laughs> that right there i think you kind of proved what, what i'm saying yeah exactly it's i don't know that. i just love that he went out there and got fast to slap at the end i just thought it was like what a team guy 
I think I think you may be blinded by that one lap where Lewis overtook him and then he re overtook yeah, Lewis. You're right. That did, that did cloud my judgment a little and bit. And that and that was extremely exciting. Don't get me wrong. I love mm-hmm. that. But I, obviously Perez Checo uh like spent his entire battery, you know, trying that to was uh, what to, they said. Re- yeah, the battery was dead. Yeah. Was so totally by dead. the end of that, you know, then you just saw Lewis pulling the gap. Don't get me wrong, he like Lewis pulled the gap on Max, but Max let off. Towards the end, you could see it uh, with how uh, how much Valtteri was catching up at the end of the race. But mm-hmm. like Checo couldn't get within that three, three and a half seconds of, of Valtteri, you know, and it's it's not like uh, I don't you know, I don't I don't think Checo had a bad race. Don't get me wrong. He finished P4, but I don't think I don't think he had a, a great race. I think Mexico was a much better race for him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I didn't see the race craft that I wanted to out of him, I you know. He gave he gave Lewis a, a hard time for a little bit. Obviously, it's partly the car, you know, Lewis Lewis's car and Lewis yeah, himself were just engine. on another level. So I it I, I don't want to say Checo had a bad race. I don't. I mean, I I don't think that You're he supports. Not, it wasn't Max like a, a mind blowing level. Yeah, yeah. It, you know that 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 was really exciting though. That the back and forth between him and Lewis, I enjoyed that thoroughly. That was yeah. that was fun. I want to talk briefly about Ferrari before we move into a preview of uh, next week. And I'm, so we're going to the third of the triple headers, but it's kind of like, what's weird is like, I feel like obviously it seems we talk, I think we talked about this on our pre-production call, but Ferrari seems to have locked up third place and McLaren's yeah. like, seems like they're like, okay, let's just like focus on next year. Um, but Ferrari just has these kind of boring races where it's just like, they finish where they're supposed to finish and like nothing. Lately, it's just been like nothing exciting is happening with them. Well, something exciting is happening. They're they're in they're P three. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they're if like these boring races, like like Pierre Gasly is like you know one of the biggest offender of that great great finish boring race. Yeah. Those are things you want. You know, like you don't you don't need to get in contact. You don't need to get bunched up with all these other guys. You you know you know who to fight. You let people pass if they're if they're much faster than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferrari Ferrari is 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 where McLaren was, you know, earlier this season when they're on that little run, you know, during the, the Monza period and all that. Yeah. Where they, they're just dominating. And I really think that it's, it's kind of damage control for, um, for McLaren at this point to not change engines, to not do this. They probably should have changed Danny's engine today, mm-hmm. you know, and just taken the penalty. There's a lot of, the, because this is an overtake track. It seems like that, like, it's a good place to take an engine penalty. Yeah, yeah there's. A, I mean, it's, it's difficult it to overtake, but there's opportunities here, you know. And you know, also, like I, speaking of overtake, overtakes, I don't want to uh, finish this episode without talking about Lewis's overtake on Lando in the sprint qualifying race. I think it was one of the best overtakes of the season. I know Lando backed off a little bit because uh-huh. he wasn't racing Lewis, that, yeah. but he. It's still like he broke so late. He came into that turn. That's where I was like, okay, Lewis is on another level. It looked like right Lando now. was standing still. Yeah, and I think Lando is like, I, I he's, he's like, even if <laughs> I try me. to challenge him, even if I try to defend, it's not gonna fucking matter, and I might get into a crash. Yeah. So yeah, like, just, and then you'll look like a real asshole. Exactly. And then your your car is fucked. So nonetheless, I I thought just wanted to make a point of that that Lewis's overtake of Lando in uh, turn one was unbelievable during sprint qualifying but um yeah i think you know it's it's sealed up for ferrari mclaren is on the back foot i they they think that these last three tracks favor them more mm. so maybe they're putting their eggs in that basket but i just how feel would they like, know is there even a track in saudi arabia 
And Qatar. Well, Jeddah is is a cutter, but uh, Jeddah, no, I know what I'm talking about. But Jeddah, <laughs> like all the, the simulations, tracks. <laughs> all the simulations of Jeddah is like it's a it's a Merc track. Okay. So so they have Mercedes power units. So obviously, like, and they've been probably you know second fastest team in a straight line like uh you know no variables you know as a control car so mm -hmm. i uh i i wonder if they're putting Someone their eggs McLaren, in that right? basket yeah mclaren okay, i wonder yeah. i wonder if they're putting their eggs in that basket and uh they've just kind of halted development for these uh high altitude uh more uh technical tracks like mexico and, and interlagos it could be true, yeah. I mean that that seems like a lot of work to. But but good on Ferrari again. Also, they're they you know Leclerc and and Signs are driving extremely well, and obviously it's uh it was a good race for them today. They do seem comfortable, just kind of not. I don't. And maybe look again. I'm just. I've been Carlos got into it in the sprint qualifying to finish. Yeah, no, no, no. I, mean, I knew was... that there was some there was some touch and go stuff from him. I'm no. talking about like in the ra like in the races recently. They just don't seem like they ever kind of take any risks. Yeah, the car is not. Yeah, the the car is not like a a, a wheel to wheel battle car because it doesn't have the straight line speed. So, you know, they they try to do their work in the corners and and then um, you know see how the race plays out after that and work on strategy, which is not their strong suit. Especially the fact that Ferrari went medium to medium today. I oh, really? I, was like, I didn't know that. They must yeah, been the they, only team that did that. that was they not, were. Yeah. So they they forced themselves into a two stop just by going medium medium because you have to change to at least you have to use two different compounds in a race per rule mm -hmm. uh to to qualify for a finish so like for them to go medium medium and then i don't know who knows maybe they did saw they something for the last i don't know when they're when they did three stops two stops they did two stops they went medium first oh and medium medium hard. and then they changed on the second stop yeah. They changed. okay no silly i mean i thought it was a silly strategy but ferrari and strategy is very <laughs> improvisational <laughs> yeah it's like a uh uh god damn it what's that guy's name that made eight and a half Federico Fellini yeah it's a very very Fellini. every strategy is like a Federico Fellini movie just like ladri di bicicletta <laughs> mama there's like crazy scenes on the beach yeah <laughs> fucking wild ass shit they definitely are yeah. like off the wall with their strategy sessions yeah um so all right looking ahead right. to Kata <laughs> um uh I think that you know, you said, look, we don't know shit about this track. It seems like nobody in F1 other than the computer guys know shit about it. Yeah. Um, what do we have to look forward to? Is it at least ready, unlike Saudi Arabia? Well, uh, we have... Uh, I don't know what we have to look forward to. I know that Qatar's human rights... I know that we're going back to another uh, a, the dictator track. Yes, so, you we're know, back to the dictator. Oh, well, we actually were are here are there. I mean, we had Jair Bolsonaro. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Well, we're going to another. Excuse me, we're, mm -hmm. we're extending the streak. You know, yeah. so uh, you know, like double header. It's well, it's a triple header. For for somebody to question whether FIFA or the FIA is worse, like that's kind of a big deal because now we're going to the the place where the World Cup is going to happen, and so now you have FIFA and F1 in the same place. So did, that is did that's, Qatar also abused that's like Stalin Nepalese and Hitler. workers to make the um to make the uh, track. <laughs> they just exactly they just for the for the world cup shit they just swung them on a crane from one uh construction site to another it's crazy <laughs> eventually there's got to be a reckoning like I, it's hard for me to understand how like people like lewis can say the shit they say and, and be like okay let me show up in qatar where they're yeah. 
Let me you just pay a carbon people offset. Sleeping Thirty people yeah. to a room and working fucking fourteen hour days, you know, to build a yeah. track. Like it doesn't make any sense. I think I think the track was already there, but I'm sure there's some amazing slave labor happening around the track. That's the po- cutter must be very proud of because I mean, they, it's ingratiated in their culture now, <laughs> considering that the World Cup, you know, mishap, and you know they're still playing there and. And to get an F1 track to be rewarded with an M1, F1 track also? What a fucking joke. But They're probably just telling everybody that they're liberal. Like, they probably have hired, like, an army of lobbyists who, like, well, we're liberalizing. You don't even understand. Mm-hmm. Like, things are, like, give so us much time. Give yeah, us give time. Give us time. We have to, like, move slowly with these dummies. It's a new regime. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry, baby. Come on. It's, come Speaking on, of just give, give us time, time uh, the Bonesaw Grand Prix comes up after that. Um, yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm assuming it's in Riyadh, right? Do they have any other cities there? I yeah. I don't fucking care if they have any other cities there, but I mean, do we have anything? I will say Jeddah is a cool track name. I think okay. Jeddah yeah, is yeah, a yeah, really, it's nice. a really yeah, it's cool. It's a really cool. It's up there with Baku, which makes me think of Star Wars. Uh, this the it, the pictures I've seen have been desolate like sand covered like incomplete post-apocalyptic dystopian uh you know like you know especially with that you know the uh the color correction for whenever a movie goes to like a middle eastern country yeah it's that orange yeah <laughs> you know and then yeah, that track. Dude, they always do the minaret the minaret like it, no hollywood movie in the middle east can be complete without like a minaret <laughs> You know, like, oh god, Matt Damon looks pretty aggressive right now. It's it's orange and it's vignetting. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably where we're headed. Now, I have a question. Do you think that MBS's bodyguards are going to be allowed on the grid? Because there's no doubt that that flowing little bastard is going to go fucking. He's going to have to walk around in the grid, and and I think Brundle needs to get in his face, right? Give him, give him the old, give him the old Brundle, mate. I I think MBS. I hear you're a murderer. You want to murder somebody for us? So what 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 saw do you prefer when when cutting journalists up into little pieces, MBS? Tell me about it. Is it a steel man? Yes, I did. DeWalt? And I can. I can and I just did, mate. Yeah. Oh, well, they're taking me away. It was very fun. <laughs> it was nice knowing you crossed. It's going to be like that episode of Succession. He's going to wind up in the yeah. fucking Ritz. I, 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 no spoilers. And I watched. they're ripping my toenails out currently. No, okay, no spoilers. I haven't watched Succession oh, yet. Sorry, I know, sorry, I know. Sorry. I watched Rushmore the other day. Guys, rewatch Rushmore. Fantastic fucking I, movie. 1994, great. Um, <laughs> fucking amazing movie. Catching, Deal with no, it. It's great. You're just catching it's up before on Wes Anderson the- got two Wes Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> We might need to have He's a still great. movie podcast, honestly, because I feel like we could really vibe on that hardcore. Yeah, you, you, you three that are listening, let us know in the comments. <laughs> let us know if you'd be interested. Um, write us a note. Uh, mm-hmm. Leave it in the cubby. We're going to do so, food reviews after that, too. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we're going to wind up with MBS on the on the, on the the grid. Brundle's not going to interview him. The, the track is going to be half fucking finished. They're going to be, like, using... <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be using nepalese slave workers to fucking like like seat people um yeah. <laughs> both you just like sit on the no no you sit seats. on the worker you yeah, sit yeah, on no, the worker yeah, yeah. they're gonna be that's acting like the seat. roman coliseum yeah <laughs> and like and lewis is gonna be like we're racist one mate hey this mate, is all, yes. we're against racism and we can don't make mind change. those little nepalese people sitting in on yeah. all fours yeah in the paddock <laughs> for the paddock passes i paid my carbon offset so i'm good <laughs> Um, I do want to mention one last thing before we uh, wrap it up for the day. 
I think I sent you a picture of this, but Max Verstappen has like the lion. He he basically bought yeah. a jet off of Richard Branson, and it has like the lion logo on it. It has like that's his honestly, logo, like yeah. Red Bull colors. It's fucking badass. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Lewis actually like speaking of carbon offsets sold his private jet I think he because, did yeah because I think he he had issue with it but so he just know, rides on Angela's back yeah, she she she, she, <laughs> she is his F one Sherpa race. Angela is his F one Sherpa so <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> so yeah so what I does mean, he do does he fly commercial no well then he's a submarine just uses another submarine oh okay he's like i got a i got a narco sub mate it's nuclear powered mate it's clean energy (laughs) diesel burns cleaner yeah diesel oh he's got an old russian diesel no he bought it from a narco narco guy he's just he bought it from mazepin diesel burns he bought bought it atlantic in like you know five or six days yeah he bought it from mazepin he's like oh mate greta Greta thunberg ride together (laughs) (laughs) wait can you imagine lewis in a sailboat (laughs) Oh God, Lewis and Greta in a sailboat. He's like, I got the America stretch, mate. I gotta, I gotta get on a sailboat to offset my carbon. Yeah, Lewis, you're facing the wrong way, but the lighting's better this way for Instagram. <laughs> I'm trying to catch a slipstream. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, slipstream off the Portuguese. Listen, mate, this is trade winds. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> you don't even know about the trade winds, mate. <laughs> uh, we're gonna end up having to cut some of this. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, but it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, we probably won't actually. You know, I think that like we're people. People might stick with us through all of our bullshit fucking uh, Lewis impressions. Um, yeah. Look, it was a fantastic race. Still, we tries. <laughs> Still, we tries. Yeah. It's a Brazilian little pieces. He came up yeah. with that, and I loved it. And I'm not changing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mine. I did want to say, mind the gap. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Yeah. Mind the gap was was the uh, second P two was p2 in the name contest uh so look yeah. thanks everybody for listening we'll be back next week for the uh back-to-back dictator tracks in qatar and uh qatar. we hope to hear from you then uh, follow us on the socials uh on twitter we are at chicanery pod f1 my mistake and then on instagram we're at chicanery f1 pod so uh hit us up on the socials we appreciate all the uh, interactions we're getting and we will talk to you guys next week <laughs> Bye. Bye.